Hello and welcome to The Lydia Project, Conversations with Christian Women. My name's Tori Walker and this is episode 18. It was recorded in front of a live audience at the Y Conference, which is a conference for Gen Y people um, held just outside of Brisbane um, in early October this year. We were invited along and I did a bit of research to find out what kind of interviewee Gen Y people would be interested in listening to. Turns out, not someone their own age, not someone my age, but someone older, older in the faith, older in age. I was really glad that Wendy Allen accepted my invitation and came along to share her wisdom about identity in Christ, uh, ministry over the years, and I especially loved hearing her talk about how she has gone about the practice of listening to God speak to her, um, and as she's just tried different methods over the years. She's got some great wisdom and some great tips. She's got a particularly good illustration about all uh, that involves sending a text message. I found it really helpful and I think you'll love it. So um, yes, here goes. Enjoy listening to Wendy Allen. Okay. Hi everyone, it's great to be here. Hi. So here we are doing our first live event and I'd like to introduce you to Wendy. And Wendy, you became a Christian in your 30s, which is older than most people here. Um, Tell me (laughs) briefly, how would you describe your life before you became a Christian? Okay, um, I did become a Christian in my 30s, but I made a decision for Jesus when I was at primary school. But um, it was like out of fear of, I didn't want to go to hell, and all the other kids were doing it. And so I just continued on, you know, through a youth group, went to church and so on. And then, um, you know, God started to really speak in my life through his word and brought me to that point where I realised that I was a sinner and that only Jesus could do something about that for me. But before I was a Christian, thinking that I was, um, when I read my Bible, it was just kind of dull and lifeless and I couldn't make a lot of sense of it. Um, I knew that, you know, you had to be praying, and so I tried that, and my prayers didn't get any further than the ceiling, and I knew you should tell people about Jesus, but I was too scared, so I felt guilty that I hadn't done that. However, it all changed after I became a Christian, because when I prayed, I was praying to God. We had a relationship now. His spirit was in me, so that was huge. And then the words in the Bible just jumped up at me and we connected through his word and it just started to speak to me. And then I had a desire to tell people about Jesus. So, yeah, I could really see those differences. Big change. Thanks, Wendy. Now, over the years, you have been involved in lots of different ways of serving God. Can you tell me about some of them? Well, most, most of the time with women. So it's been in leading ladies' groups. Um, organising some ladies' events, um, mentoring women of late one-on-one. We had a few years in Sydney and I was involved in a migrant ministry there. Um, Yeah, I think just getting alongside women, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, when you moved back to Brisbane after that little stint in Sydney to be close to your parents who were ageing and also your grandchildren, one of whom is here today, so hi to Sarah, wherever you are, awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that change coming back to Brisbane Mm. wasn't as easy as you thought. No, no. 
Um, I lost my job because mm-hmm. I was employed in our church to work in, our, in migrant ministry. I had an opportunity to go to Bible college, um, had new friends, a whole... It was just... It was exciting life. So that was I in found, Sydney. That was in Sydney. And so when we came back to Brisbane, while it was great to see our you know, family and that sort of thing, um, it just left a huge hole in my life and I plummeted. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a bit depressed. At the same time, for those who don't know the word, I was going through menopause <laughs> and, um, you know, that um, played havoc with me. Um, my husband had what we used to call then a breakdown um, we had family issues, so it was, yeah, it was really tough. Um, yeah. And as you look back on that time, how do, you, um, how do you see now that God helped you through that time? You know, I thought about that too, and I was, the thing that comes through most of all is that I had this sense that he was my rock. You know, I'm a visual person, and his rock was underneath me. And it didn't matter how far down I went, the rock moved, you know, further down. And so he was that rock. Mm. Um, and I also remember too that having gone through that, losing my job and all that sort of stuff, he started to show me that I was looking for my, or I had found my identity in what I did. You know, um, I was having what you might call success, I suppose, in my job, Um, and I got a lot out of it, and I had a title, a particular role, and then losing all that, I came to see that um, I had put, I was getting my identity and my value in those things rather than God. So while it wasn't an easy time, I think, you know, God was working to show me and to shift that to, you know, my value and and worth is because I'm created in God's image and Jesus died for me. And that image and that value is something given to me. I don't have to work for it. I have to prove myself and I have to compare myself to anyone else. He's given that to me um, when he brought me into his kingdom. Yeah. Something I still struggle with but um, not as much, and I know what to go back to now. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Now, this little interview is part of a broader session called Hearing God Speak, I think. Yes, good. Mm -hmm. Hearing God Speak. Over the years, how have you heard God speak to you? Um, In two words, his word. Through his word, by his spirit. You know, um, Hebrews says that, Um, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways through the prophets, but in these days, he's spoken to us through his son. So it's his word, his son. And that's been, you know, just the usual sort of things like going to church, being involved in um, growth groups, um, having fellowship with other Christians, um, coming to conferences like this. And when we were in Sydney, I had the opportunity to go to Bible college, those sorts of things. But also, it's just spending time with him in his word. Mm. Yeah. And it, it needs to be, I found anyway, extended time. I was saying to you on the way up here that, like, snippets with God, like, you can tick the box afterwards, 
But the difference between that and spending time in his word and thinking and allowing it to take, um, to take root and to challenge you and to encourage you, it's a bit like the difference between sending your friend a text and having a coffee with them. You know, and um, so yeah, and sometimes I will, um, when I first became a Christian, I used like the um, daily Bible readings, mm. and then I got to the point and I thought, I want to be one-on-one -on -one with God, I don't want to have a middleman, you know, the one who wrote the notes and, and got the meaning for me, so then, um, you know, it's just reading a book of the Bible, and sometimes I'll use my commentary, um, I'm a journaling person, so writing notes. And, and as I do that, it's um, asking questions like, um, what does this say about God, about his character, about how he works and how he's worked, what he likes, what he doesn't like? Um, and asking questions like also, what does this tell me about Jesus, about what he did on the cross, what that means, how does that flow out into my life? So, you know, over time, it's building up that a, um, a theology, I suppose, of God and Jesus. Um, and it's something I found over time that I, as I get to know him and get, you know, closer to him and he speaks to me more through his word, that... Then when the hard times come, it's not like as if I have to go to the index and say, oh, you know, I'm feeling lonely, page so-and-so. It's in the context of that relationship. And yes, verses come back, but it's, I know, what, is, what does God do in loneliness? Mm. You know? And then I look at Jesus and I say, did Jesus go through loneliness? Yes, exceptional loneliness. And then I know that he is my great high priest. He knows what it's like. So I can always, if I go to the root of what's happening in my life, okay, to describe that in a word, and then I look at Jesus. Does he understand that? Of course he does. He was fully human and he went through everything that I go through and much more. Thank you, Thank you Wendy. Um, so this year, uh, what mm -hmm. does serving look like for you this year? Um, it's been different this year. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was quite exhausted mentally, um, physically, and I just needed a break from um, regular commitments. And so I just had to say, well, I just have to take things quietly. And um, sometimes when I'm not particularly on top of things, I find it difficult to actually read the word myself, because it takes mental, you know, mm. mental space and, and energy to do that. So that's when I'll go back to reading some sort of devotional. And the one that came to mind I'd heard about, and I thought, that sounds good. So I bought Timothy Keller's book, um, the, um, is it Psalms of Jesus? I think that's what it is. Anyway, and so I, went, I'm, I started going through Psalms and God just really has been ministering to me um, through that. But you asked me what serving looked like, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's right. it um, so, yeah, so not having that role to do um, was, was a bit difficult. And so it came down to... Um, 
okay, what does serving really look like? Do I have to have a role? No, I don't. And I do little things like sending texts to people with verses or encouragement, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I, as my church family here will know that I, um, I post things on our church page from Gospel Coalition. And, um, and just a couple of people that I catch up with, I keep going. And then when, if something comes along, like, you know, some people in our church that we are close to, things, their life kind of took a downturn. So just responding to mm. that, mm. yeah. Now, you also mentioned that recently you've mm. been diagnosed with anxiety and you've realised mm. it's something that you've actually really struggled with for quite a long time. Yes. Can you tell me how that understanding of yourself has made a difference to you and how it's affected your relationship with God? When I quite inadvertently came to find out that I do suffer with anxiety, my first response was, me, I'm a Christian, I'm not anxious, you know. But I was. And two things from Scripture came to mind. One was the verses in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, where it says, be not anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and um, you will not have God who gives peace that passes all understanding, and he will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The other one that, that came to mind was in James, where it talks about, count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because that matures us. And I came to realise that they're two different things, and so... It wasn't a trial, it's anxiety. And so this is the way that I face it, um, by bringing that to God. And it was also a bit of a reprimand for me too. Don't be anxious because I'm the one who's supposed to be carrying your stuff and you can't go ahead and fix things and work things out. And I think I've come to realise that that anxiety has been a contributing factor to my exhaustion as well. Um, yeah, does that answer what work? you... Absolutely does. Yeah. Now, Wendy, we have to finish, finish our interview here. there. <laughs> yes. um, can you please thank Wendy for sharing with us today? <laughs> <laughs>